Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. Oh my goodness, we love you so much out there today. We have y'all. One of my sheroes on the show today. Y'all, y'all are y'all can't even handle the guests that we have today. Um, her name is Lisa Bevere. She doesn't she doesn't really need much introduction. I think her reputation precedes her. But um, we are going to talk to her in just a minute. Of course, I always have a couple PSAs for you guys today. First of all, thank you guys so much for giving. Um, you know, we're listener supported here at the Autumn Mile Show, and you guys have really caught the vision of bold truth. And we're hearing from you guys so much. And we're so thankful that y'all have caught this vision. You have adopted this mission for your life and you are speaking out boldly based on the truth of God's word. Thank you for doing that. Also, raw faith, we hear all the time about, I'm so scared, but I'm going to do it anyway, because God is leading um, me in a certain direction. Man, that could not thrill our team's heart more. That's that's why we're doing what we're doing. But we are listener-supported, so thanks to you that have stepped up and given. If, if God lays it on your heart, no pressure, no pressure. If God lays it on your heart, we would love for you to give. You can head over to autumnmiles.com and do so. Also, it's been so fun to meet you. Someone came up to my husband um, and just said, uh, said just a really nice word to him. And he, he was super honored to, to meet one of the listeners. So you guys, thank you for just being awesome. We love you guys so much. I I don't want to take up too much time with my regular PSAs. Uh, I want to get directly to our guest today. Y'all, she has been such an instrumental woman in my life. You know, you know, those people that you're like, I'm best friends with them. I've just never met them. <laughs> she, she, she just didn't know that, you know, she's got, she, she, and I know it's not just me. I know it's not just me. Um, there is a, a lot of younger women that are trying to, to champion bold truth that are following after women that have gone before us and women that are doing what we, what we believe that we're called to do. And she is one of these women, um, that, that really has influenced my life, um, starting very directly with Girls with Swords. I was obsessed with that book when it came out, and it really spoke to the fact that we have got to fight um, the enemy and, you know, all sorts of things in our life. But uh, but I want to talk to her about her new book. Welcome to the show, New York Times bestselling author, Lisa Bevere. Welcome to the show, Lisa. How are you? I'm just I'm just a little bit sad that I'm not with you. You are just so full of life. I'm like, why? I, why am I not with Autumn? I'm in Dallas on Thursday. We should have done this live. You're in, wait, you're in, in Dallas area. right now? You're in Dallas? No, so I am on Thursday. I, I'm speaking at the Flourish Conference at uh, Covenant Church on Thursday night and Friday morning. I love so, Covenant Church. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Lisa Bevere. You guys and your conference is awesome. I, I love your church. I love Ellen and Anika. Anything Anika asks me, I say yes. So, <laughs> absolutely. So it sounds like, you know, I, I, I'm excited. We, we are best friends. If we're not best friends Girl. In, in this time period, we'll be best friends in heaven. That's what happens. That's right. We'll be the same age. This will happen. That's right. You know, I, I, I love that you said that because it's like, I, I really do. I, I see... 
I think I, I see the Lord in you and I see the 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 just a female going after the word of God and saying, listen, I am going to steward this. I am going to to preach it hard. I mean, of course, I you know, you always do it with grace and love, but um, there, there's a, a lot of eyes watching you and my, my eyes have definitely been watching you for so, so long. And I don't know why we didn't do this in studio. We would have had a party up in here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably why they were like, what should be 25 minutes will be two and a half hours. We're not going to work the two together. Well, that's what I was telling my team. I'm like, how can we do the show in 25 minutes? It's not going to happen. Like I have so much, I just want her to, to speak into all of our lives. Um, but I, oh, but thank so you. Th- thank you so, so much much uh, for doing the show. I know we spoke uh, before the show. We, we started taping this book, Adamant. I mean, even the title uh, caught my attention. I didn't even I mean, I know the 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 Bevere style that you put on everything, but um, just the word alone, Adamant. I, I didn't know what the book was about. I could have assumed, but I, I actually purchased this book the day that it came came out and have Thank have you. been inspired every um, with with every word that I have read so far. So I want you to just kind of lay it on our listeners. We have, and let me just tell you, Lisa, we're in a three thirty time slot, so we have a lot of women that are listening that are picking up their kids. That's why I love this time slot because we gotta get, kind of get to interact with a, a lot of moms, a lot of leaders. Um, I would love for you just to, what is your heart behind the book? Where did the title Adamant come from? If you could just uh, let us know that, that would be awesome. So my heart behind this book was um, that I have just become so aware that everything that was held as truth is being challenged right now. Wow. Up is down, red is blue, right is wrong. I mean, it's gone crazy. Mm. And, and you know, Autumn, I don't know, maybe you figured this out. Probably you did it from Girls With Swords, but I am an ENFP. I am an Enneagram 7. I want everybody <laughs> to win. I passed money under the table during Monopoly games. I <laughs> have to actually have some kind of anchor in my life. Or I am a kite. I will fly away with mm. uh, the strongest win. Mm. And so I write the books I need to read. You know, the whole premise, basically, for me, uh, Girls with Swords, was that there was a generation of women coming up, young girls mostly, mm-hmm. that were unaware and unprepared and unarmed, and God said, forge them swords, forge them swords. You know, the whole idea that Christianity is a is a battle, not a dream, but yeah. we're going to dream, we've got to be brave enough to fight. Then what I did without rival, it was all about identity, I said, you have an identity without rival. You have this incredible calling that is on your life, and you have to stop looking at everybody else to find out who you are. So mm. that was important. But then I thought, wait a minute. You can't fight or have identity without truth. Come on. Because yeah, you have to have truth. Truth is an anchor for everything in our life. Mm. And so, you know, I'm looking at my grandkids, and I'm looking at my sons, and, I, and my sons are established in truth. But I'm thinking... What's going on with the millennials? What's going on with this generation where we see uh, the truth without love, and they say, wait, that's harsh. We don't want that. Mm. But then they've embraced love without truth, which is a lie. Mm. And so what we have to do, you and I, this is the challenge of the moms, the dads, the, the spiritual mothers and fathers, to be able to live led by the Spirit. So we have a merging of both truth and love. Yes. And so uh, that, that's kind of the heart behind the book. How to have these conversations with people, not on mobs, not on social media. How to have conversations around the table with the family about 
truth, yeah. how, to, how to find out what is, is uh, legalistic mm. and what is life-giving. Come on. Because sometimes, sometimes we think that God's parameters and boundaries around our lives are to, are to get, shut us down. But here's what he says to us in Isaiah. He says, I'm going to show you the way I work, the way yeah. God works so that you can live the way you are made. Mm. And that's one of my favorite I actually say, God, I want to see how you're working so I can know how I can live so I, the way I am made. Mm. But that was important. The word adamant actually came to me. This is crazy, Autumn. It came to me in 2005. Okay. I was writing a book called Fight Like a Girl, and, um, and I was not bold right now as I am now. I was question-marking everything. I, I didn't want to say something as a statement, so I would be like, could it be? Mm. Is it possible? And my editor was uh, a little combative, and, and she was fighting me. Now, she was a freelance editor. She wasn't the publisher. She was fighting me on everything. And John sat me down. He said, baby, you need to say what you have to say with strength, but you can't say it harsh how she's saying it. Mm. He said, you need to take back your book. Mm. And, and, and so I had this really rough phone call. I do not like confrontation. I will confront for sake of a relationship, but I will avoid confrontation on every other front. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, Jesus. And so I had this back and forth with the editor. I hang up the phone, and my husband says to me, well done. You sounded, you sounded like, look for a word. And he's like, you sounded adamant. And I was like, wow. you know what? I am adamant. I am adamant. <laughs> he's like, okay, yeah, go back to work. Let's not, let's not get distracted. <laughs> Because it's so easy for me. So I go back to work, take back the tone of my book. Because it's not just what you say, it's the tone of how yes, you say it. Yes. You know. So I was taking back the tone. And my assistant comes by, and she said, you've got an unusual gift. I'm like, oh, really? And she hands me this black box. It's a black lacquer box. It's got gold scroll work on the corners. And I'm like, okay, what is this? I open it up, and a diamond globe, like a plastic diamond globe, swings from the lid. And inside of it, there is a poem. Mm. And in the poem, it uses the word adamant five times. Wow. And basically, it was God saying to me that the harder the enemy would get, the stronger I would get. Mm. And he called me his adamant. Mm. Now, here's what's interesting. At the time, I was like, okay, I won't, I, I won't back down. Put, it in a, put the box up on my hutch, put letters in it, forgot about it. And then in 2016, I started to see everything that we hold as truth beginning to be challenged on every level. And I said, wait a minute, uh, you know, why am I going to American conferences and women are wearing diamonds and calling themselves diamonds? This is ridiculous. Mm. We've got sex trafficking. We've got refugees. People, Americans need to have a wake-up call. What is the problem? Mm. And then I went back to my hotel. I'm like, Jesus, i got a minister. i got to have a good attitude. <laughs> and he said to me, you used to love it when I called you my diamond, mm. my adamant. Wow. And so I was like, What? So I called my son, get me down that prophecy. And they read it to me, and I realized, wait a minute. Long before adamant was an adjective or an adverb, it was a noun. Mm. It was a mythical stone that the Greek philosophers and scientists came up with. This stone would be invincible, a stone that would be magnetic, what would draw but not be drawn, a stone that could redirect light, and mm. they called it Adamus. Mm. And this idea of a stone or a mineral that could be just completely impervious to any other metal, any other stone, that anything would fracture when it had contact with it, was so compelling that it traveled up to Great Britain and it became adamant. Mm. So for many years, they associated diamonds as an adamant. Mm. But then they discovered in the 1700s that if you put a diamond in a vacuum and give enough light, it will vaporize. They're like, oops, 
okay, guess what? Diamonds are not adamants if they vaporize. Wow. So they stopped using the word as a noun, and they started to use it as an adjective or an adverb. But here's what I found fascinating, Autumn. Mm. Why hypothesize about a stone that never existed? Mm. And then I began to think maybe they were longing for something they had yet to see. Yeah. Maybe God had woven eternity in their heart. Maybe they knew they needed an unassailable refuge. They needed that invincible rock yes. that was higher than I. And then I began to think, wait a minute, God described himself as that rock. And that word rock in Hebrew is the unassailable refuge. It talks about Jesus who followed them through the wilderness, which was Christ, that rock. I'm like, yes. what? Jesus, what, is, what in the world? <laughs> it was like a treasure chest. Mm-hmm. I went through here. I found all of different references to our God who is invincible. He is adamant in love. He is adamant in holiness. He is adamantly constant. He is the adamant. He is what Daniel saw. He saw that stone not made with hands that Mm. begins to crush all the man-made kingdoms, and then that stone becomes a mountain, and the mountain fills the earth with just Zion. I was like, wait a minute. Mm. If there was ever a time that we Mm. needed a cornerstone, that we needed an adamant, that we needed constant, immovable truth, it would be now because our generation is saying truth is a river. But truth is not a river. It is a rock. And so... I, it's almost as fast as I could write this book. I captured it. Mm. Mm. I don't even know what to ask you based on all that. <laughs> You're like, I'm not, uh, okay. I'm not really speechless very often, but it is so true. The call to truth right now is it's vital. It is so vital that we that we realize that our opinions. That's another thing that I loved about this book, which I, I that yeah. was kind of my my next place I was going. Was that yeah, our, our opinions have become king. Our, our, our feelings and our emotions have become what we feel in the moment, our opinions we post on social media. And that, that's why this book is for this time. Um, and, and you talk about how uh, we, we're constantly bombarded by opinions. We're constantly, I mean, social media alone. Hello. I, I, I call it screen brave. Like people are screen brave. They would never say this to your face, but they'll say it. You know, you know what I'm saying? No, uh, they'll, it's they'll, so true. they'll say things yeah. on social media that is ridiculous. Why do you think we have adopted opinions as truth um, in today's day and age? And and talk to me a little bit about that danger of doing that and why we need to not do that. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, why we need to not do that is opinions are really easy to form and actually change a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. like, I have opinions about things that 10 years ago I would have Yes, I'll die for this opinion, and now I don't even believe it. So, but truth, <laughs> but truth is eternal. Yes. Truth is eternal, mm. and and so what we need to do, and this is what this is the shift that's happened. It used to be that people had convictions; they had convictions that were attached to eternal truth. So, you and I believe that those eternal truths are found in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So, my convictions were formed by eternal truth, not by. Uh, my moments, not whether I'm premenstrual, postmenstrual, <laughs> menopausal, That's connecting real. with my blogger who is in the same way. Mm. Her opinions did not sway my convictions. Yeah. Because my convictions were my foundational things that I built my life on. The conviction that love never fails. The conviction that God is love. The conviction that Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And that no one comes to the Father except from him. These mm-hmm. were convictions that we would build our lives on. 
And what has happened is convictions are supposed to form opinions. Well, now people don't know eternal truth. So now their opinions are forming their convictions. Mm. And opinions are like littered water. There is rocks thrown. And I love what you said, the screen break. People are throwing rocks Mm. at people they never have to meet, never have to see, never have to have consequence on this earth. And I'm going to be really clear on this earth for the meanness that they've had. Mm. But they will give an account one day. And this is is not to scare people. It's actually, you know, to say, hey, let's, let's be wise. Yeah, you know, hey, I have this ability. I have a, I have a social media following. At any moment, I could take them social. I could take them social media hostage. I could be like, I don't want my husband. He's mean to me. He's, he's not. He doesn't appreciate me. And people are like, I don't love my husband either. He doesn't love me. He doesn't appreciate me. So true. That is so true. Oh my goodness. Hostage. Yeah, it, you know, but but it's, I'm going to have. I'm going to first of all, I'm going to be doing a number of. Things. I'm going to be very destructive with my influence when I do that. Mm. So I have to be honest with you, Autumn. I have opinions. I have feelings about things, but I have learned to temper my opinions by my convictions. Sometimes that means I'm in timeout from my phone. Sometimes I tell my team, I'm not allowed to post. Y'all post. Y'all post scriptures. Don't even talk to me. <laughs> I've gone through something, but I'm going through it. And when I put something out there, it is out there forever. Yeah. So I'm going to be very aware that Jesus says to me, I'm going to give an account for every idle word. So good. And here's what that means. That word idle breaks down to the definition of void of utility. It says futile word. So not, uh, I mean, God's going to be like, Lisa, I gave you influence, and you used it to build popularity mm. rather than people. Wow. You used it for your own agenda rather than my glory. See, if I have social media access, it's not for my benefit. It's to benefit the body. Yes. We always talk about strong women, other women lifting others. Well, if I'm going to lift you, Autumn, I'm not going to say things like, oh, men are jerks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, man, I'm so thankful for the iron that sharpens my iron and my husband. Yeah. I'm so thankful that I have somebody who constantly calls me to a higher level. I'm so thankful that I'm challenged. I'm challenged to be everything that God created me to be because my husband always it reaches a higher standard and speaks to a higher thing, not condemning me. That's what Jesus does. Mm-hmm. And so we've got people criticizing the church on social media. Oh, the church is a bunch of jerks, but I'm such an awesome Christian. Well, I'm sorry to part of the church. <laughs> That's so right. You attack the church. You're attacking yourself. You're an idiot. If you think that's helpful. Now, it would be great to have that conversation in the church, not in a mob, not on Facebook, not on Twitter, where people already are confused about Christians because we're known for what we're against, not for what we are for. But if you could have a constructive conversation with people that could actually do something rather than lifting up the bride's skirt and saying, look where she's not covered right now, Mm. that's that's just not building the church. Mm. And... uh, you and I are anointed to prophesy, not criticize. Mm. And it, it's so much easier to criticize than it is to prophesy. It's so much easier to be dishonoring of authorities than it is to honor the position and pray for them when all you want to do is smack them or mm. take their social media away. So we have to say, what kind of people are we going to be? 
Yeah. Are we going to be people of this culture or people of the kingdom? Yeah. Uh, I love I love that you said we're going to give an account because I think I mean in any any social media anywhere if you've been in social media any and if you have any sort of platform it's a very easy shot to take when you disagree it's like fans become haters with one post. oh so quickly <laughs> oh I love you I love you I love you oh wait a minute I hate you I hate you I hate you don't 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 listen to anything this person says. And it is so important that what you just said, we will give an account. We should be accountable. Um, just because we're not experiencing a consequence yet does not mean that we will not stand before God and be asked, what did you do with what I gave you? I, I love that you said that. I want it where uh, I hate that we're running out of time, but I want to, I want to ask you this because it's so important the, about being politically correct. Okay. Um, and this was a question that your publicist gave us that I loved in a world where everyone is concerned with being politically correct because everybody is, um, more than biblically sound. How can we transform our lives to walk in truth? I think right now from what I'm hearing just from listeners and, you know, all that stuff they're, they're trying, you know, they want to be love, but they also want to stand for biblical truth. And I know your book talks a lot about that. So, so can you, uh, just speak to that for a minute? Well, I think that we need to stop thinking that we need to speak to the world before we actually let the Holy Spirit speak to us. You know, (laughs) I, I actually, I actually have, you know, I actually, this this book was an invitation for God to come into every shadowed space in my life, Mm. where the fear of man or the desire to be accepted or the the wanting uh, to belong would have the wrong place. And and so, you know, I had to, I had to sort through some stuff, you know, in my own life. Am I more afraid of the people that I see than God? Mm. Am I going to tell people truth? Am I going to say that that bondage you're in right now, whether it's you know, whatever it is, because whenever I say that, people are like, oh, you're anti-gay. And I'm like, so tired of that. I'm not thinking that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking any bondage, bondage to porn, bondage yes. to stuff, bondage to gossip. Mm-hmm. That bondage is normal. Yeah. See, I think that we normalized everything. Mm-hmm. And God is God is saying, yes, I don't condemn you, but he's also saying go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. So I think that we in the church have forgotten the go and sin no more part. And I think the world is watching for our lives to be transformed, for us to live the truth in love. And when we do that, then they'll hear us when we speak it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was really important. And, and I love that you brought up this. I want to, you know, we've got, I, I love that the millennials are like, yay, this is, you, we want to help the widow, orphan, and poor. And James chapter 1, verse 27 says, religion that is pure and undefiable for God the Father is this, visit the orphans and the widows and their afflictions, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So yay, 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 yay. But they seem to have forgotten the previous verse that says, if anyone thinks he is religious and that does not bridle his tongue, <laughs> but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Yes. So what we're doing is we're staining what we're doing by what we're saying. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we have to say, what does God give us permission to speak into? Mm-hmm. See, I have relationship with certain people that I have, they have invited me to speak into their world in intimate places, to ask them hard questions. And I have invited people into my world to ask me the questions I don't want to answer. But that happens in relationship, mm-hmm. not social media. Yes. You know, I, I, there's just too much I don't know about other people. There's just too much that I can't know. Mm-hmm. So we in the church have to say, do we want to be popular? 
seen by people, applauded by people, or do we want to be influential? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes influence happens in secret, Mm -hmm. and sometimes popularity happens openly. But the definition of popular means common, and the definition of influential means powerful. And powerful people measure their words according to their convictions, not according to their emotions, their favorite bloggers' emotions, their their husband's behavior, their friend's behavior, whatever it is. They are solid. They are not tossed by every wind of doctrine to and fro, and they watch what they say with their mouth so it doesn't undermine what they're building with their lives. Oh, my goodness. Amen, amen. Hey, Lisa Bevere, my Shiro, thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I literally could drink. I feel like you just like poured well, out. We a... have to talk again. We yes! have to talk again. I'm so, I'm so, I wish I knew that you were going to be in Dallas. We would have totally rescheduled everything um, so you could do it. But listen, I am cheering you on. I am, I, you know, uh, just thank, let me just say on behalf of those of us that are coming up, um, you know, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your commitment to God's word. Thank you for being bold because it inspires me um, as I as I just see what God is doing through you. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for listening to the show today. I know you guys were just as encouraged as I was. Go pick up if you haven't already. Go pick up this book, Adamant. It um it will be it will be you know water to to your soul. Uh, it will it will undergird the convictions that you already have and um really give you a great resource. We love you guys so much. I'll see you tomorrow, right back here on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles Program is listener supported, and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.